more wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Be Here Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your presenter of Drive Time every Tuesday and Wednesday. It is an absolute privilege uh, to be able to share with you once again. Cannot believe it. Uh, 2022 is almost done and 2023 just a matter of sleeps away. Uh, what a, a year it's been um, this week. We're actually going to be looking at the subject of New Year's resolutions. Now, there's a subject for uh, uh, for the season. Uh, we want to look at some of the biblical changes uh, that that are good, actually, at at any time of the year, but are often only given some serious thought as New Year's rolls around. And of course, New Year's is rolling around uh, just in the next uh, next few days. So we want to look. Uh, that a subject of New Year's resolutions. I believe uh, you'll enjoy uh, our program. Our program today. Uh, today, my co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, Eric, uh, welcome once again. Well, thanks, Pastor Gary. And just uh, not long till 2023. Uh, I can still remember when 2020 came, and they reckon the computers were all going to play up and you know, program. No, no, that, that, that was 2000. 2000, was that that, that was long 2000, ago? that's right. You're growing oh, a grey beard now. <laughs> that's moved around very quickly. I well remember that. Yes, all our computers were going to go <laughs> clock. I was in New Zealand in those in those days. We were one of the first countries that were going to be affected, and I remember everybody looking at uh, New Zealand. Uh, are the lights going to go out in, uh, in, in New Zealand? Well, the lights did actually stay on in New Zealand, as they did uh, everywhere, everywhere else. Uh, now, Eric, New Year's, do you normally sit up for uh, the fireworks? Well, normally on New Year's Eve, Erin and I, we would go out to, um, uh, there's a special program put on the Majesty's Theatre and uh, they would do something like one of the old um, the old shows they used to have, like My Fair Lady, one of the real old ones. And we often, that's what our habit would be as we've got older, we used to go just together and, and that. But we normally stay up for New Year's Eve. Yes, we do. Um, we don't go out to the fireworks and sit in the park, but we generally sit out at home. And our, where we are at home, it looks out over the city and often we see them. But we do. We do stay up and, and make the effort. Uh, and it's lovely to do that, I think. It's, we usually have a, a little non-alcoholic grape juice sitting there. So you sing uh, Old Lang Syne as well? Oh, yes. Yes, we do all that and enjoy it. Would you like to do that. it on air for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners would tune off <laughs> with my singing. But no, it's a special time, isn't it, to, to move through another year and just to, to enjoy the moment and, uh, and say goodbye to the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I mean, um, everyone's, um, hoping and praying that, uh, next year is going to be better than this year. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's really only as we come to Jesus Christ and we allow him to guide and direct that this year can ever be better. Uh, than the last year. Well, the last year we've had has been like one like we've never had before, really, isn't it? Yeah, With yeah, all yeah. COVID and all the other things, and things have moved so quickly. The war and 
in the Ukraine and all different things. So, yeah, it's been a year, a pretty tough year on a lot of people, the floods as well, um, not just once, but, you know, a few times. And so there's been a lot of uh, a lot of sadness through the year, uh, but also a lot of joy for many people. So, But it's good to, to, to pray that, you know, that this year people will be blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, very, very true. Look, guys, let's come to our uh, to our World Watch segment and uh, uh, just uh, an article that I did uh, did actually pick up. Um, and it was talking about print Bibles versus uh, uh, digital Bibles, and this is what it said: uh, print Bibles remain the Bible's format most often used in America, according to the American Bible Society. Uh, A report from the American Bible Society found that nearly two-thirds of Bible users uh, prefer a printed edition of uh, Scripture over other versions. This includes 56% of millennials, uh, 68% of Generation X, 71% of boomers and 81% of elders. Printed Bibles are given the preference of plurality of young adults, uh, even in Generation Z. The American Bible Society defines a Bible user, now get a load of this, uh, defines a Bible user as someone who reads scripture at least three or four times a year apart from church. So, okay, I'm not sure whether you'd agree with that particular definition. I'll come to you in a moment. Uh, the research is part of the American Bible Society's State of the Bible Report. You might think no one is reading printed Bibles anymore. Actually, uh, print is still the most... Uh, a favoured format most often, an analysis said. People still prefer Bibles in print, but younger generations are leading the way into apps, websites, computer programs and other digital options. Digital formats of the Bible, the report said, can potentially make it easier to interact with the Bible more frequently. That's because only 23% of Bible users say uh, they uh, never use a Bible uh, program. Uh, Most Bible users... And uh, the report says, uh, incorporate both print and digital Bibles into their lives. So these digital formats are becoming significant parts of Bible reading terrain, taking the place alongside printed Bibles, the report said. In addition, digital formats may actually increase the frequency of Bible interaction of those who do use Bible apps about 30% do so daily as people, and especially young people, rely on their phones throughout each day. Could Bible apps lead the way to a more consistent scripture engagement? Now, uh, to me, that just sort of just, I mean, it's New Year's resolutions. Uh, people are coming up to uh, uh, the new year. And I know that amongst believers, one of the most common New Year's resolutions is I'm going to be more faithful in my daily devotional time, in my Bible reading, in my Bible study. That's a very common um, a new, year, new Year's resolution, particularly amongst uh, believing believing people. Now, Eric... Uh, let me just uh, just throw a few questions uh, your way, if I can. Uh, what what Bible version do you? I mean, do you use um, um, a tech much for Bible reading, or are you mainly a, a you know a, a physical a book person? Well, um, both really. I um, I really do um, enjoy the printed word, yep. uh, and I take that to church, and that's what I open at church at home. 
uh, yes, I have uh, my Bible open, but I also like to get onto the net and just research some of the verses that come up and get the different meanings and uh, what people say about it and have an open mind yep. as to what's happening there. But uh, my favourite version is the New King James. Um, that's my favourite one, the uh, the New International Version I like. I've actually got a Bible called the Andrews Study Bible, which I found very good because it's got little um, quotes down the bottom and uh, some more references to other verses, but yeah, those are the ones I like. Um, with the, um, you know, I mean, at our church, most people use um, the printed word, but there are some that that have their phones there mm, and mm. use those. Sometimes you don't know whether on their phone or they're looking up a message. You know, well, I'm a bit worried <laughs> that they're actually playing uh, playing playing some some game. You know, that, that, that worries me. But yeah, yeah, but no, I I prefer the printed page. I, I still do and always have, and uh, it's nice just to have it open and you know and. To, to look into but it. But tell me, Eric, how, how do you, I mean, uh, you know, I know people are going to be setting news resolutions, you know, I'm going to be more faithful in my devotional time. How do you spend time with the with the Bible? I mean, have you got some secret that, you know, others might be able to pick up on? I think like everybody, we all struggle with time. Um, uh, what I normally do is try and make a, a, a specific time. Uh, like I go for my run in the morning. Uh, yeah. If I don't set a time for that, if I'm not out there at a certain time, I find that I, I often just don't do it because it becomes a habit. Yes, yes. Uh, and once it, once you get away from that habit, uh, it's hard to go back to sometimes. So uh, once you start to miss that early morning time or whenever you do it, I find early morning good for me yeah. because that's when you're um, after a good night's sleep. That's when I'm um, more, my mind is more clear to sit down and study the word yeah. at night through working and activity uh, and things come up uh, through the day that often uh, go into your night uh, I find that you can wane in your in your in your preparation so I find early morning for me so for you you've got to have a, a definite time yes if you, if you don't do it then it's it's not going to happen it's not going to happen no and well that's what I found in my life uh, also I think too um, when you're looking at, at uh, doing a study um, and you're going to have a reading plan, you might start off in the beginning and, and work your way through, but I've found that the best way for me to study the Bible, I've found, is to have themes and to follow the themes throughout Scripture and line up the text. I find that gives me more understanding. Mm. Uh, and that's where I found that there are many uh, Bible guides. If anybody's listening, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has a, and the conference office mm. have some wonderful devotionals and guides, uh, reading guides that people can come and purchase or pick up. Yeah. Uh, so I find that having that theme and, and going through them uh, is the thing. And, and quite often with our radio program, I find that doing these studies is quite interesting too, you know. Yeah. Uh, it gives you more background. But it's finding time during the day. Uh, we we're becoming more and more busier, and, and that where I th- is hard. And it's easy to set a resolution and say, "Okay, let's let's do this." But then, if you haven't got a specific a plan of action, then it'll it lot might happen for a while, but until it becomes a habit, then it just it'll fail. Yeah, away. look, I I agree with you totally there, Eric. I I, I find myself. I mean, like you, I'm actually a morning person as well. At night, I'm useless. Uh, if you try to get me to do something at night, uh, I pack up and go home because uh, you know I'm uh, I, I don't even sit up till midnight on New Year's Eve, uh, unlike <laughs> you, because you know I'm long gone by by then. I <laughs> Sleep through the fireworks. Uh, I'm a I'm a sad case. My my kids. Uh, yeah, I'm sad. Has to make a few changes. That's right. Yeah, but look, you know, one of the one of the things I'm really conscious of is that setting that 
time is so important you know i mean for me uh, my body's now into a uh, into a a system where uh, i'm up at normally about five in the morning and i like to spend about an, an hour or so in, in bible study and then i go for my walk and that goes for about an hour as well so yep. by seven o'clock i've been you know i'm back home i've you know been able to you know jump into uh, into brekkie yep. uh, but uh, you know, to me, those two hours are really important because the day hasn't got going yet. Mm. Uh, there's nobody that's trying to contact me. Yeah. Uh, most of my family are certainly not morning people, and so they're uh, they're still they're still in bed. Uh, so I'm able to myself and the local house cat uh, is are able to just uh, uh, quietly spend time. Uh, with, you know, with the Heavenly Father. And I find that setting a time is really important. The other thing that I find as well is that there are so many uh, different, uh, different plans that do work. You know, no one plan I think is better than another, but yeah. if a person is new to Bible study, myself, I, I encourage them to start reading the Gospels yeah. maybe in the New yeah. Testament. You know, I mean, I, uh, I mean, myself, I like, you know, Mark's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, yeah. uh, Matthew's Gospel, of course, is great. But it starts with a huge genealogy, and uh, mm-hmm. for for new readers that can be a little bit uh, a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. So you know, starting with uh, with Mark or Luke's Gospel, the Book of Acts I find is a brilliant book for for, for being able to share. One of the things that I know that I uh, I really appreciate being able to do. I've done this a number of times. I'll actually pick a book of the Bible because I'm one of those people that uh, tends to you know gallop ahead. You know, it's very easy to you know go so quickly. That that we don't really take things in. And I found that just actually taking a book of the Bible and rewriting it. I, I, I well remember when I was at, uh, at high school, uh, we, uh, we had a, uh, was actually our chaplain in those days. He was a man who was uh, nearing retirement and uh, we were blown away because, uh, just, uh, uh, just he's coming into retirement and he went and rewrote the entire Bible for his children. And he wanted to leave them something of value. Mm -hmm. So he said, Hey, look, what I want to do. And it just, it just slowly, and I'm amazed myself. And I've certainly rewritten a few of the, uh, the books of the Bible. It's amazing how much, if you spend just uh, half an hour a day in handwriting, uh, how much you can actually, uh, you do actually cover and how quickly the, uh, the pages and what jumps out at you. You know, to me, nothing, um, works more powerfully than slowly reviewing what is in a God's word. And I found that has really been a, a, a real, um, a, a real plus. It's, it's something I've particularly appreciated uh, doing. I've rewritten a number of the, uh, the books of the Bible. I'm actually uh, just working my way through one at the, you know, at the, at the present time. Mm. And, uh, uh, the, the rewards are, are rich and, uh, and powerful. But, uh, you know, Eric, to me, there are many different plans out there. Mm. Um, and, uh, you can pick them up online. You've got Bible reading plans. You've got Bible study plans. But my, I suppose I would encourage, you know, listeners to say, hey, what better time of the year is there than this time of the year to take a resolution that hey i'm going to become familiar with the word of god yes and the thing is too pastor gary while you're talking about you know writing things down i know we're at school um that when i wrote down um what i was studying i actually found that the, it came back to remembrance more 
yeah. when I wrote it down rather than just thinking about it in my mind. And uh, I think with the time episode thing is uh, that um, if you have it that you have a certain time and, you know, you've had your time early morning and for me, myself, it's the same time. Um, when you're doing that uh, and then you miss it, it feels like there's something missing. That's it correct. feels like yes. that. Uh, hey, look, uh, you know, um, you know, and and I feel bad through the day that if, if I've missed either the Bible study or my run, yes. I feel during the day, look, th- there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I can't really explain yes. it, yes. but it's just something that's no. You're dead. Wrong you're absolutely correct because I know that to me, it's like missing breakfast. Mm. You know, if I've missed breakfast, yep. I know that. Hey, I'm by mid morning. I'm feeling. I'm feeling anxious. You know, I, there's something here that I haven't done. That I ought to be doing, and obviously breakfast is something that okay. I tend to go and have some have some breakfast, but mm. uh, it's so easy once the days actually come along to 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 find that the day starts to take on a pace of its own, and uh, you know the things that you would like to do. I find even my exercise schedule as well. Uh, I find I find if between uh, six and seven is my hour for for exercise. If I miss it, then in all probability. I will miss it for the rest of the day. But don't you think, Pastor Gary, that when you're starting off, sometimes you're so full of enthusiasm, you run four bore into it and you have an extended time. Yes. Uh, like uh, when when I started running, I, I, if I ran f- the f- whole day, I look, next day I just I didn't really feel like getting out there. You've got yeah. to do it in small steps. Yeah. And when you build up to it and got used to a certain program, once you've got your program going, yes. then you, you can stick with that. But you can't yes. just sort of run out and, and have the aim and goal on day one, it's a slowly building up of progress until yes. you're into your pattern. Yes. And then it rolls yes. through. And that's Eric. the same with Bible study, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, just do it in your own time. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it'll come naturally. Yeah. yeah. And indeed it does. Indeed it does. Look, let's come to some, uh, some music. Uh, this is, um, uh, this is the Petersons, uh, and, uh, it's a song, uh, for the, uh, the fast coming new year. I know who holds tomorrow. And the reality is the new year, uh, I do know. Uh, our our Lord, our God, He holds tomorrow. Uh, we can trust tomorrow in His hands. Uh, please enjoy the Petersons. Uh, I know who holds tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. I just
song could be more appropriate i know who holds tomorrow and i know who holds my hand uh what a beautiful uh, song that is folks we do have uh now this for this this is our last free offer for this year uh so look this is one you want to take advantage of our free offer today is uh surprised by love and this is by elizabeth talbot uh this is the true story of god's love for his children his excitement and the plans he's made to be together with them through eternity. It's also the story about the kidnapping of God's children and what he did in order to rescue them. Now this is a, this is a wonderful devotional book. Uh, folks, br- please remember we're talking New Year's resolutions. One of those resolutions may be, uh, to bring your, your relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, in, uh, in line with the scriptural ideal this year. If that is, uh, is your objective. Read the scriptures, but this book can also assist as well. This is an amazing devotional book. Uh, Surprised by Love, The Unexpected Rescue of God's Children. This tells a story uh, that uh, so many in this contemporary world have never, ever, ever heard. Now, look, if you'd like your own copy of Surprised by Love, uh, also, uh, all you need to do is to... Um, Text us at our drive time text number o four triple eight eight o eight eleven o four triple eight eight o eight eleven and all you need to put into the text is four letters this week it's s a eighty seven s a eight seven no gap in there between the SA and the 87, just SA 87. And uh, that'll go straight through to our robot. And uh, our robot, we call him Faithful. Uh, he'll come back to you. He'll ask a few questions so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible. Uh, that number again is 04888 80811. Uh, the book is Surprised by Love uh, by Elizabeth Talbot. And uh, the code is SA87. That's the code that you will need uh, to claim uh, this uh, this particular book. Now, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And this week, uh, we're looking at the controversial subject of New Year's resolutions. Uh, there are every year... Uh, 
people uh, establish uh, these uh, these resolutions. Uh, many of them are broken, but it is an excellent time of the year to start uh, a new enterprise. Uh, so let's talk about uh, that subject today. Uh, today we do want to look at some of the biblical changes that are good for actually any time of the, of the year, but are often only ever given some serious thought as the new year rolls around. Uh, you know, Eric, one of the things I'm conscious of is that, you know, um, sometimes we think of the Bible as only concerned about our, our spiritual lives, uh, when actually it's a book that um, if it's followed, improves physical health, it improves community functioning, it goes right across the gamut. You know, what are your thoughts? What are some of those, those things that, you know, maybe in the physical area that, uh, uh, that, that the, the scripture would counsel us to, um, to really build up our lives in this, uh, uh, in this new year? Yes, Pastor Gary, I think we've all set those um, New Year's resolutions and they've kind of gone out the window uh, after too long. Um, but it's interesting uh, that a resolution defined in the dictionary means a firm decision to do or not to actually do something. Uh, and it's born out of our determination, a, a really inborn intent to change our lives, to do something different this year than we did from last year. It's kind of like an act of will, if you like. But we can't enact our will behind something we don't believe really matters. And I think that's the key, the state of mind. We resolve to eat better because we believe it's it's better, it's good for us. And it's the same with joining a gym or hiring a personal trainer. It's interesting that when we look at resolution, that it dates back to about 4,000 years to Babylon the Romans believed that January was a doorway of time to consider the previous year and make changes, and the early church adopted the spiritual practice of reflection on past mistakes and resolving to do better. Even John Wesley began a covenant renewal service, a night watch service, complete with prayer and scripture on New Year's Eve, serving as an alternative to the drunken celebrations that were actually taking place around him. Wow. So that was way back and and you know it's it's good to reflect on that to think of um uh, you know pastor gary i find that as we look at these things as christians setting resolutions that uh, the people out in the world that don't know christ also want a better life yeah uh, and yeah. they want to set resolutions. They may be sick of the way their life is going at the moment or what they've done in the past year, and mm. they really want change, and they're looking and searching. And so today we're looking at what the Bible says about the changes in our lives mm. to make us better. And so what does the Bible say about New Year's resolutions? We don't really think of this one um, because there are some inc- there's some important themes that are throughout the Bible. Uh, and repentance is actually preached throughout the Bible. We don't often think about that as a resolution. Uh, and it comes from Acts 3.19, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing, that times of cleansing may come from the Lord. And repentance is a type of resolution. It's a change of direction in life based on belief, of a re-engagement of our will to follow the person of God in a relationship. And so I think that's a really good place to start off. We don't really hear much about repentance today. 
about saying, look, I'm sorry for what I've done. We find it hard sometimes to drop on our knees and, and, and because of our pride and, uh, and the way we've been going. But really it's a realization that, look, I need to change. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a starting point because the state of mind is really a, is really the place we've got to, to make changes. Uh, and how much we actually yeah. need yeah. this fresh start. You know, mm. um, you know, I'm conscious that throughout our lives, there are significant times when we need to say, Hey, I need to reassess. I need to put in order the things which uh, I am doing and how I'm doing them. I know that this, this particular, this Sabbath at, uh, at my church at uh, at Brighton, we're going to be uh, celebrating a thing called the uh, the communion service. Now, mm. uh, as Seventh Day Adventists, we actually celebrate a, a thing called the uh, the ordinance of foot washing. So, before mm. we actually have the bread and the wine, we actually have foot washing. Now, this is something that Christ did on the uh, on the last on the last night. He mm. um, just before he uh, he had the bread and the wine, he celebrated that particular service. And uh, if you if you actually read. Uh, in uh, in Luke's gospel from uh, uh, the story, uh, Jesus is actually talking to his disciples about their need for cleansing because he says to them after he's washed their feet, and you are clean. And he says it actually three times, you are clean. Uh, you know, As a result of Jesus washing their feet, the disciples had symbolically become cleansed or they had become clean. Now, you know, to me, if you like, a communion service is a time for a fresh start. You know, as Christians, we believe that baptism is a time for a fresh start. And they're the biblical fresh starts. Um, But the new year is also a good time, as is any day. But the new year is also a good time to be able to start afresh. And I love that one that you've actually just said, uh, talking about repentance. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm conscious that uh, of so many families that, I'm, I don't know how, how you found it, but, you know, who maybe great uncle Charlie, you know, at Christmas 30 years ago said something and, um, you know, had a fallout with the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the family is still war with great uncle charlie uh after, and you know christmas is a is a you know to me when one forgives there's opportunity for a fresh start there's opportunity for change to occur mm-hmm. to me i think you've actually laid a foundation there that is actually so important i just wonder you know is the holy spirit speaking to anybody uh saying hey look you know there's something you need to sort out with somebody well, we're talking here today, aren't we, about what really matters. Yeah. Uh, and when we look at some of these things, especially to do with family and friends, um, repentance and an acceptance that, hey, look, I think when you look at your own life, you come to realization that, you know, there has to be change in my life, mm. not the change in somebody else's life yeah. where you're looking at somebody yeah. else. And I think that it's a good place to start because it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Yeah. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So it's saying to stay connected with Christ. And I think uh, as time goes by and we wait for Jesus to come, that we need to, to kind of examine to see uh, why we do things. Like often you talk about communion and foot washing. Now, I've often thought about the foot washing. I think it's an, a really important thing because the Bible also talks about if you've got something against your brother, 
mm. you know, deal with that before you come and wash his feet. You should be actually be watching each other's feet. Yeah. So there's a real meaning to it. And often, you know, like I know it's ordinances, so I make sure my feet's clean. I make sure my socks don't have little black balls on that float around in the water. We can get to the point where we analyze too much. The ho- we miss the whole purpose of yeah, what we're actually yeah, doing. Yeah. And and so uh, to examine these things in a new year, I think, is very, very important. I mean, the disciples, the, the dirt in the in the bowls would have been tremendous from walking on the on the dusty roads, and, and that remind them of the sin in their lives. And, of course, the reason Jesus did that was because those disciples uh, had actually been arguing and fighting on yes. their way to the upper room yep. as to which of them should be considered the yes. greatest. In other words, there were things in their life that were not holy, they were not sanctified, and they were... Uh, they were struggling with the rea- with political realities, and uh, you know what Jesus is saying here is, hey, uh, others might argue about political what appear to be political realities, mm. but I don't want you to become involved with it. Yeah, and I think what Jesus is saying at those times is, look, come as you are. Yeah. You know, just come as you are, wash each other's feet, come and do it in the love of fellowship. And, and, you know, whatever is between us is gone. You know, this is, this is what was really important that we look after one another. Yeah. And that's a great way yeah. to start yeah. tonight talking about that. The other thing too, I think is, which has kind of affected us through last year is the breakdown in the lockdowns and uncertainty and chaos with COVID and how it's affected us spiritually within the churches. You know, uh, it's, it, we really need to stay connected with the local faith community uh, it's more important than ever now that we um, that we uh, come together and stay together in unity yeah. while these things are raging all around us um, and there was a famous uh, gallop conducted the yearly poll in December of 2022 and they revealed that American citizens reported of their own mental health was at an all-time low. There's a sharp increase in anxiety and depression. Every group showed a decline except one and the only group of people that reported a positive increase in their mental health were those who were regularly attending worship gatherings. Mm, that's powerful. That's yep. powerful. You know, Eric, I think that what you've pointed out there, I think, is so important. You know, repentance is vital, but this do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together is another resolution that's very easy to overlook. You know, one of the things I'm conscious of is that at, uh, you know, as the new year rolls around, it's easy to say, okay, I'm getting my exercise in place. I'm going to go and join the gym. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, have less coffee. I'm going to, you know, the, all these health related things um, and yet there are some resolutions that can benefit me even even more and you know to me I think you've hit on two of them repentance I think is a really big one uh, the second one though is I think is like undo it and that is you know not assembly, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together in other words yeah. being part of a of a worshipping community and you know Eric I, I really would you know appeal to people that you know even if even if their community is not of my particular denomination, you know, to be able to say, hey, look, I'm going to reconnect myself with uh, where I regard my faith community to be. Mm. Um, now, you know, to me, I, I would actually welcome people to, you know, I mean, certainly if they're in Adelaide here, 
I'd love love to you know yeah. meet anybody certainly at my church I know you know over there at Brighton we have a lovely group of people over there who are so supportive uh, I know that we've got uh, I know up in your church I really appreciate your church up at uh, Birdwood uh, and uh, that's on the main on the main drag there mm-hmm. uh, that is a community of faith that is uh, is second to none it's it, well, I kind of think, Pastor Gary, these first two things lay the foundation for the other things like you're talking about drinking this coffee or stop smoking. I think these things come about through the the way we're, we're dealing in the mindset. Yes. And uh, repentance and coming to realize that there has to be change is the first one. And then the second one is being with like-minded people. In other words, Scripture actually us. gives us a package. It mm. doesn't actually say, hey, look, you know, I just want you to be, uh, you know, all, I, I want you to be physically, mentally, spiritually, socially. I want you to be holistic people, you know. Uh, yep. Brethren, my heart's desire for you is that you may prosper physically just as your spiritual body Prosperous. That's right. And in a faith community, it does have its benefits, like we're talking about with, uh, with keeping the mind stable. Uh, but it's interesting that, uh, that, uh, one of the writers that I was reading said at the same time during COVID, a lot of people have stopped attending church at record numbers, whether in person or online. And I have known some personally of some who have kind of wandered away because of COVID and all the things around it. And I've seen a decline in their mental, um, up a well-being, yeah, um, and it's really, really affecting people. I didn't think would affect be affected, and so it's saying here to cling, to to stay connected with your local faith community. I think that's a a good resolution, and that's one of mine this year. That whatever happens through this year, another maybe it's going to be another rough year. That that the faith community that I belong to is so important to me, yeah, and to my family because my family is included. It's not just my interests, yeah. But it's my family interest. And if you've got children and they're not going and hearing about the Bible from the local faith community, where are they going to hear it from? Yeah. Uh, and that's the, the challenge for that today. So those two things um, are really important. And another one I think is really important is this one found in Psalms 46.10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. So take time this year to rest, mm. to have that. We talked about that um, uh, earlier in another program about about taking that time uh, with our families over Christmas, and and uh, and the thing is to to take time to rest. And I found Pastor Gary that. The rest that I find in the Lord is a different rest than just a, a physical rest. Mm. Um, mm. I find that just by meditating or by listening to some lovely gospel music, uh, up builds, builds me up and, and gives me that, that rest. And I know that when I'm exercising, it's a, and I rest, it's a different to where I, I'm overeating. You know, sometimes I've gone away from my running program and I find that the rest I get when I'm not in tune with, with what I, I consider to be, um, a good for me. And I'm, I've wandered off into some of the practices uh, that, that are not good for me. I find that the rest I get isn't the same. Yes. I yes, find that I'm yes. more sluggish and, uh, I find that my mind is more clouded. But when I, I find that I'm, I'm doing my Bible study on time and I'm, I'm doing my uh, running on time, I find that the rest that I get then is actually a different kind of a rest. It's a more peaceful, satisfying, uplifting rest. Do you want, is that what you Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, I understand it totally. In fact, that verse that we sign off with 
you know, here every single day. You know, it's actually John 14, uh, 20, 27. I'm leaving you with a gift, mm. peace of mind and heart. Yep. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Do you know, when a person's got that type of peace, it gives a, a surety, a certainty and a direction for their day. Uh, you know, they're able to deal with uh, so much that this big world actually throws at them. Uh, you know, the uh, the stresses uh, become far more manageable. Uh, you know, Eric, I, I yep. as, as I look at what, what the Scripture's saying here, what you're giving us is a package which may be in this new year is something that we couldn't consider. And I think too, Pastor Gary, leading on from that, our rest and um, staying connected with the, the faith community and, and just a, just a repentance and coming closer to God, I think also um, that leads on to um, speaking the life of gospel in the world. I, I, res- I resort myself this year, uh, next year, to, to um, spend um, just a little bit, some more time in evangelism because I've found that as we wait for Christ to come, I find that uh, my greatest joys in my life has been to to spread the gospel to others. And that just means, um, uh, you know, being out in the community. And, and I've kind of moved away a bit from that in my ministry um, oh. because of what I'm doing this year. Uh, next year, I would like to, um, I'd like to spend, actually go up to Bourbon on a day and just do some evangelistic ministry. That is the greatest joy that I find in my life is, is sharing with others, giving out rather than receiving. And, and mm. uh, more than ever in our generation, the midst of great uncertainty and fear. The world is searching for something that is real, secure, loving and good. So guess what? We've got that. We've got that to give. And so mm. to go out and to share uh, is part, all part and parcel of what... These I'm are really beautiful um, possible resolutions, things that perhaps I should be considering as the new year rolls around. But look, let's come to some music. Sure. Uh, this is uh, Michael W. Smith. Uh, the song is... Uh, Ancient words, because uh, that, if ever there's something that we need in the day and the age in which we're living today, it's actually the reality of the ancient words, which are the word of God. Uh, Please enjoy Michael W. Smith.
next is Michael W. Smith and the uh, song is Ancient uh, Words. And how much uh, we need those ancient world words in a contemporary world. Uh, what wisdom uh, there is in those uh, in those words, folks. We do have a a free giveaway, a book for you uh, this week. This is our last giveaway for uh, for this year. Uh, Surprised by love is the uh, book, and this is written by Elizabeth Talbot. The unexpected rescue of God's children. The unexpected rescue uh, uh, of, of God's children uh, is God's activity on behalf of all of humanity. It's also the story about the kidnapping of God's children and what he did in order to rescue them. And you know, this uh, so much is a, is a devotional book. This is the sort of book that you might like to read. Uh, if, if you're maybe struggling uh, to get back into the devotional habit, Surprised by Love is the, uh, is the book. If you'd like your copy of Surprised by Love, all you need to do is to text us at uh, our drive time text number, which is 04888. 80811, 04888-80811. And all you need to do is to give us the code, which is SA87, SA87. And, uh, uh, and we will then, that'll go to our robot and, uh, he'll come back to you, get a few details off you so that we can get this book to you in the fastest way possible. Uh, that number again, 04888. 80811, uh, Surprised by Love by Elizabeth Talbot, and the uh, code is SA8087. Uh, now you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Eric Hoare, and Eric uh, does minister to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church, and this week we're looking at the Issue of New Year's resolutions. That's right. It's that time of the year again. We want to look at some of the biblical changes that are good actually at any time of the year, but are often only given some serious thought as the new year rolls, uh, rolls around. Now, Eric, uh, we've got about uh, 10 minutes here. So why don't you just draw it together for us so that, uh, uh, we can, uh, uh, we can consider, really appreciate the, uh, uh, the, the things what we've been considering so far. Yes, uh, Pastor Gary, uh, the Bible certainly encourages us to examine our lives and resolve to change them if necessary through the power of the Holy Spirit and not just at the beginning of a new year. Um, it's interesting that the psalmist, for example, made a resolution to keep his speech pure in Psalm 17.3. It says, I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. And it's mm. interesting, Pastor Gary, that I find that increasingly uh, getting older and older I find that the spirit of um, criticism creeps more and more into our lives Mm. um, (laughs) unfortunately and I feel that uh, towards this uh, the way things are going and as we wait for Christ to come the loving of our neighbours has disappeared somewhat where people are suspicious and uh, and things aren't the same. It's interesting that during COVID I've heard of some families who are actually checking on what their neighbours needed and what they wanted during yeah, the COVID yeah, times yeah. And, and bringing actually people together more and more. And it's often written in the Bible, uh, Isaiah 58, 7, 8 says, Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover them 
and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light will break out like dawn. Your recovery will spring, speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your red guard. So what it's saying here, I think, is is having a mindset towards our neighbour, the love, not just only for the for the members of our church, but also in the community that we are aware and uh, and that's why we've got address uh, certainly. But I don't think we just place all our efforts on Adra. It should be each one of our responsibility to look out for the needs of others. And I'm conscious there, Eric, you know, I mean, so often we can say, look, okay, I mean, I, you know, maybe I, I don't have a great deal of cash. I can't, you know, give a lot of, uh, give, and we sort of think in physical terms. But, you know, I'm just really conscious that there are things like, I mean, for example, an encouraging word yeah. on Facebook. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's actually something that doesn't give us, you know, it, it doesn't cost us anything, and yet it's those things that don't cost us anything that can be often the most appreciated. You know, I mean, a Facebook can become uh, quite caustic. Mm. Uh, at, at times and uh, what I'm conscious of is that if you turn around and uh, you want to become the encourager of the faithful you want to become the in- known as the encourager you know I love you know in the book of Acts you got uh, Barnabas now Barnabas was his original name was Joseph uh, his name was changed to Barnabas the scriptures tell us by the apostles and the reason that was changed to Barnabas by the apostles was because um, Barnabas means son of encouragement now how Hey, I would love the apostles to change my name uh, into something like son of encouragement. Why? Because every time you see Barnabas in the New Testament, he's actually doing encouragement of um, those he comes in contact with. And, you know, I, I'm so conscious that in the in the social media that our world is running right now, how much we need people who are prepared to say, hey, look, I'm going to be an encourager on Facebook. I'm not going to be uh, a, a, a spreader of uh, of gossip. Mm. Yeah, that's correct. And it's, and it's having a mindset based on positivity and love. And uh, that is the whole key to it, that whatever is said – um, it really, it shouldn't uh, alter our mindset. If we have a, a new heart within us and, and if we're coming close to Christ, then we should look upon the positivity of something and not the negativity of, of something that is said. And we can, we can say something positive to somebody. Um, I mean, Colossians 3, 14 to 15 says, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called into one body and be thankful. I say, I think quite often we, we want more and more. We do resolutions because we want more and more. The whole thing is that we do resolutions because we need a change in our life that we see as lacking. Uh, but it's not for the gain. For, it is actually to be a better person. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that yeah. is the whole point: is that to be more Christ-like. Christ didn't do uh, some of his miracles to people because he knew that they would be taken out of context. It's not to gain for human gain. The benefits is to change our lives, to change our hearts. That whatever we show from the outside is what is within us, and that's what it's talking about here. I mean, it says here uh, in uh, James four thirteen 
to 17, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? If you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes, instead you ought to say, if the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Mm. In other words, we're letting God's will control our lives, that that may flow to other people, not for our own gain, but for the progression of his kingdom. And this really talks to this issue of priorities, doesn't it? Uh, You know, I'm so conscious that it's so easy to simply say, look, you know, I'm going to work in order so that I can uh, retire by the time I'm 40. Mm. Um, And as a result, you know, my children have grown up. Uh, I've spent no time with my children. My family uh, uh, thinks that, uh, you know, everything that I stand for is is nothing but the the filthy dollar. And, uh, you know, what really has this whole thing gained? I mean, Christ actually told parables uh, about a a rich man who... uh, tore down barns in order to build uh, bigger uh, bigger barns because he was in his era exactly the same issue uh, was was present you know to me this issue is priorities it's a good time of the year to start looking at this issue of priorities and saying hey what am I going to prioritize in my life the gym might be important mm. but hey maybe my family might be even more important what inspired me too Pastor Gary was uh, when I was working with Pastor Eric Davy amongst the Aboriginal people and Pastor Davy had cancer and uh, and he was suffering and he spent his whole life out giving to the people he and his wife uh, as a ministry together um, and Maxine and the thing was at the end of his life and we used to go and visit people he wasn't being paid Mm. right at the end of his life he would go there with me to visit people because he loved them he wanted to to share Christ with them and he knew them and he wanted to carry on even though he was suffering and his life was coming to an end he was doing it through no gain monetary for himself the will of God was in his heart and that was his resolution if ever there was a man that had his priorities set Correctly yep. to me, I look at that uh, that man and I, I simply say, "Hey, what a wonderful example he is for so many of us that are even in ministry." And the people who appreciate that more than him, you and I appreciate it, were the people that he was serving, those that were with him. You know, and I think that this is um, uh, such a, a thing for us as we finish talking about resolutions: is that the resolutions we take that we accept. Uh, Christ first, that we look at our uh, uh, what we started off with, with um, just repentance and then letting the Spirit move in our life and then these other things will flow on, these other things, we yeah. need to put that first in our lives. Yeah, let's pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, I want to say thank you uh, that you have given us exceedingly great and precious promises. Lord, thank you for the opportunity of a new start. Lord, thank you for bringing a new year upon us. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, for each of our listeners. Lord, I just pray that you might help us to be established those priorities uh, that might be able to flow through this brand new year and that we will be drawn closer to you ourselves and be able to draw others closer to you too. Lord, I pray that you might bless our listeners at this time and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining uh, Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time, big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when David Butcher will be with us. Uh, We'll be looking at the challenging subject of resolutions that might positively impact mental health and family cohesion. 
Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.